And here we go. Here we go on this beautiful Monday evening in the city. It's six o'clock straight up, which means it's time for Real Talk Memphis. Welcome in. Welcome in, everybody. I am your humble host, Chip Washington. Very happy to uh, be here and very happy to have you with us uh, as well. Uh, you know, I hope that you all had a wonderful Easter holiday yesterday uh, with family and friends. And, uh, you know, we get up this morning and it's a nice day and we're starting out uh, weather-wise in good shape, temperatures in the 70s. Uh, we're going to be in the 70s, mid-70s, maybe even close to 80 by the time uh, Friday gets here. So we hope that you get out uh, and uh, enjoy it. There has been uh, quite a bit of news, and one particular story has dominated all of the national news uh, outlets uh, ever since uh, last Thursday uh, when we saw uh, two uh, legislators expelled from the Tennessee State House. More on that in just a minute. But uh, before we get moving here, any you know, for all of you who uh, uh, are curious as to finding us and how to get this fine piece of radio broadcasting. Well, it's relatively simple. Uh, we are on 91.7 FM live right now, uh, so you can check us out there. We're also on the WYXR app. You can catch us on the TuneIn app. Uh, we are also on Facebook Live, and when the show is posted tomorrow, uh, you can catch us on uh, YouTube and wherever you get your podcast, okay? Don't forget that. And by the way, uh, in terms of the podcast deal, download these shows. They're not bad. You know, actually, I listen to them, uh, you know, every, every when I get a chance to do it post-show. Not bad. Download the show. Go to your favorite podcast platform. Listen to it. Download it. And then tell somebody about it. How about that? Okay. So uh, we have a good show for you tonight. We're going to talk about uh, the first half of the show is going to be dedicated to uh, what happened uh, last Thursday, an unprecedented uh, move uh, that the uh, Tennessee House took by uh, initially uh, having three individuals up for expulsion, uh, but the two of those individuals were actually expelled. Uh, Justin Pearson uh, from uh, Shelby County, of course, Justin Jones from Nashville, and uh, State Rep Gloria Johnson from Knoxville were all uh, up for expulsion uh, and when the vote was all said and done, Gloria Johnson held her seat by one vote, just one. Uh, the two young black uh, legislators were expelled. Uh, why? Because uh, they wanted to protest along with the protesters who were sick and tired of people getting slaughtered uh, by gun violence. And they want some sort of uh, legislation taken up uh, by those folks using them chairs up there for whatever reason. Uh, but not passing uh, meaningful gun legislation. Uh, as they were uh, making their case, uh, their mics were turned off, maybe because of the way they were approaching, maybe because of the way they were speaking, but no one could hear them. Uh, then uh, they got a bullhorn and they started to make their point that way. Uh, of course, there were uh, protesters in the lobby as well. Uh, but uh, after that, oh boy, I tell you, uh, Cameron Sexton thought this was like the worst thing ever. And uh, we're going to put you up for expulsion for using the voice that you were elected to use by your constituents in your districts. Uh, and because they didn't like the way you did it, they decided that you no longer fit in to that house, you know, sanctimonious uh, sanctuary. Now, I'm not going to get too exercised because I've gotten exercised enough about this since last Thursday. Uh, 
but uh, of course, it has uh, once again put uh, the state of Tennessee in a very bad light. Uh, and uh, nationally, uh, this has been the top story, you know, all over the country. Well, let's just fast forward uh, to uh, what happens after you get expelled. Well, there's an opportunity for your local municipality to, by vote, have you reinstated. So in Nashville, this afternoon, their Metro City Council met uh, about 4.30, and by about 4.40 or 4.45, Justin Jones was uh, was sent back to the state house. Uh, there were, I guess, there's like 40 members of that uh, that legislative committee up there, the the, uh, city, the Metro City Council, and 36 out of 40 said, "Go back across the street or wherever it was and and, and resume your seat." So Justin Jones is back. So now we have to wait and see what happens with Justin J. Pearson. Uh, the uh, county commission. Uh, is uh, going to have to make the determination uh, whether to reappoint him or not. And then eventually, both of them are going to have to, since they were initially expelled, uh, have to go uh, uh, for a special election uh, to once again go through the process that they already went through. Uh, by expelling those two, there were over 100,000 constituents without a voice uh, for the past several days. Uh, so, you know, again, the uh, county commission is going to meet uh, I believe Thursday to talk about all of this uh, and uh, try to get him uh, reinstated uh, back uh, into uh, his rightful place uh, in the legislature. To talk about this tonight, uh, State Representative Joe Towns uh, is supposed to call me uh, to check in here in just a few minutes. Now, they are in session right now. The House is in session. Uh, but uh, he said that he would uh, take a few minutes to kind of walk us through. He was in the House when this unprecedented event happened. Uh, and he is going to uh, uh, talk to us about it and kind of where things are and where things are going from here. There's also been some conversation or was some conversation that uh, the House might not take up uh, the budget concerns of Shelby County, uh, some $350, $350 million rather, uh, for improvements to the FedEx Forum, football stadium, and a lot of other things uh, that are part of the overall state budget. Uh, there was some word that came down last week that if uh, Justin J. Pearson was reinstated, that uh, they might hold that up. But uh, it was said uh, this afternoon by uh, the Speaker of the House, Cameron Sexton, uh, that uh, he, he supports that effort. Well, of course he supports the effort. Now, I mean, it, it's, it's white hot there. They can't, there's nothing they can do you know, right now to make a false move uh, to look like they are negative against the Memphis and Shelby County, as they have been in the past. So anyway, uh, State Representative Towns will be joining me in just a couple of minutes. Also, uh, we mentioned the aforementioned uh, county commission. Well, County Commissioner Erica Sugarman uh, is going to join me uh, in just a few minutes to talk about uh, a couple of issues. And, of course, this one will be on the top of the agenda because our city council has to, I mean, our, our county commission uh, has to make a determination as to when a reinstatement vote might happen and then what happens from there. We'll also talk to her uh, about uh, Wanda Halbert, the uh, county clerk, and uh, her newly appointed uh, assistant, uh, Janet Hooks, that was supposed to start today. And in the uh, second half hour of the show, did you know that uh, Memphis is number one uh, in the entire country for predatory payday lending. You know how you go and you, you, you need a little quick you know, money and you go to these, uh, these loan places uh, and they charge you like 400% interest you know, on what you borrow so you can never pay it back. 
Yeah, we're going to talk a little bit uh, about that. Uh, there's a gentleman uh, who uh, has a program called Forward Memphis. Uh, his name is Travis Moody, and he will join me in the second half hour of the show. But before we move uh, any further, this is the time of the broadcast that we shout you out. This is the time that uh, if you celebrated a birthday or you had one over the weekend or you had one today or you have one this week, this is your time to shine as we shout you out for your current trip around the sun. And as Lola uh, prepares to take her place, uh, I can't do any of this without saying, hit it, Brent. All right. Happy birthdays going out to Evangeline Turner. Annette Fair is celebrating her birthday today. Happy birthday to Sheila Robinson Beasley, to Sherry McGlown. Happy birthday to Bishop A.R. Moulton. Michael Smith, happy birthday to you. Vivian Burroughs celebrating today, as is Valerie Collins and Rufus Bill Smith and Lola. Yes, a very happy birthday to my niece, Amber, and a very, very special happy birthday on this Friday. A happy 18th to my very own Miss Addison Carruthers. Addison, that's our girl, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, that's Lola's daughter, and she, she pops in every now and again. Well, she's not taking a nap during this time of evening. She pops in every now and, every now and again to visit us and spend time with us. Happy birthday. It's coming at when, Friday? Well, happy upcoming birthday to you, Addison. She is a senior, a graduating senior. What school did you go to? Whitehaven? Coming out of Whitehaven High School, class of 2023. Listen to each and every one of you. Happy birthday. Uh, I hope that this day was filled with fun and laughter. And we look forward to uh, checking you out uh, next year for your next trip around the sun. Thank you, Brent. And I'm watching like two or three things here at one time here, making sure I'm, I'm as timely as I could possibly be. But uh, as we uh, discussed, uh, the big story, of course, is what happened uh, when our two uh, legislators were uh, unceremoniously expelled for using the voice uh, that they were sent to Nashville to use uh, by folks in there who didn't particularly like the way uh, they, were, uh, they were expressing their opinion, so to speak. Uh, and uh, as I said this afternoon, the, uh, the uh, Metro Council in uh, Nashville met uh, and they voted unanimously to reinstate Justin Jones uh, back to his seat. Uh, but, you know, and we're, and we're waiting to see what happens with Justin J. Pearson. Uh, there's a lot of troubling issues uh, that, that, that surround this. Uh, a lot of this uh, smacks of racism. Uh, you get two blacks and, uh, you know, one female and the female barely held her seat. Uh, and all of this over basically nothing. Uh, you know, there have been people that have done much worse uh, in that legislative body uh, that a lot of those long timers will tell you about if they were telling the truth. Uh, but to take an issue like this, uh, as minuscule and as minor as it is and as it was, and to blow it up to all kind of proportion uh, was completely and totally unnecessary. Uh, you know, and, and you knew it was coming because they were trying to make a point. Now, what I want to see is what happens moving forward. They're back. Are they going to put them on committees? Are they going to just keep them off of committees? Are they going to have a chance to weigh in on some of the important uh, issues that are facing all of us uh, as Tennesseans? Uh, what kind of uh, satisfaction are they going to give folks 
uh, who are tired of uh, the gun violence that we see not only in our city and our state, but in our country. And speaking of, there was another mass shooting event this morning. Uh, it was in Louisville, Kentucky. Uh, it was at a local bank. Uh, apparently an employee or maybe soon to be an ex-employee, 23 years old, walked in the bank, uh, opened fire, killing four people, wounding nine other people. Uh, law enforcement took him out. Uh, and, and again, uh, apparently this individual uh, live streamed uh, his work uh, as he walked in and started uh, uh, gunning folks down. Uh, the governor of uh, the state of Kentucky was uh, very, very upset because one or two of those individuals that were uh, killed were very close friends of his. Uh, and uh, also among the wounded uh, is a law enforcement officer, 26 years of age. He just graduated from the police academy less than two weeks ago. Uh, and he responded to the scene. He was shot in the head. Uh, right now, according to the police chief, uh, he uh, has uh, come through surgery. Uh, he is in critical but stable uh, condition. We, of course, uh, send our prayers to all of those uh, who are once again affected uh, by this uh, gun violence uh, episode uh, that we have seen uh, and that we continue to see. Of course, uh, last Friday, uh, the Vice President of the United States flew down to Nashville uh, to have a bit of a rally, if you will, at uh, Fisk University uh, and meet the, as they were so uh, dubbed, the Tennessee Three, uh, to meet with them. And of course, the President uh, also weighed in. He, uh, he checked in and, uh, and spoke with the, uh, the aforementioned individuals in question and uh, showed his support and said he was going to, uh, uh, to bring them uh, to, to the White House. Uh, now, of course, uh, this, this is all you know, well and good, uh, and, and this is all fine. It, it just, it's a sad commentary that it takes this type uh, of, uh, of a demonstration uh, by folks who clearly have uh, power issues up in Nashville uh, to get this type of attention. Uh, but, but let's keep a very close watch on this. Uh, because just because uh, they, they're back or they may be back, we don't know how they're going to be treated when they come back or, uh, you know, how they're going to, uh, you know, uh, respond to various uh, challenges that may come their way. Many people liken Justin uh, J. Pearson and uh, Justin uh, Johnson uh, as, um, I'm Justin Jones, excuse me, as sort of like Martin Luther King, Malcolm X, kind of in their approach. Of course, Justin J., uh, Pearson, you know, he wears his hair in an afro, and he, you know, he comes across as, you know, kind of a militant, you know, guy. But he's very, very smart. He's uh, he's very intelligent. Uh, he's very, uh, you know, uh, you know, when he speaks, uh, you know, he, he just has a a certain tone and a resonance and a passion to him. He's been on this show uh, at least uh, twice, maybe three times. And as I remember correctly, the last time he was on this show, uh, that was when he announced that he was running. Uh, for the late uh, Barbara Cooper's uh, seat in District 86. Uh, and, of course, uh, you know, he won that going away. Uh, so, you know, anyway, th that, that is kind of where we are with that. I do have, uh, you know, one issue in terms of the exposure of this event. Uh, it has taken on its own national voice and national relevance, and it's been all over, you know, all of the national news platforms, all of the, the, the network newscasts and everything like that. I have been trying to get a hold of these individuals, particularly Justin Pearson, uh, for the past several days. I know it's been pretty busy. Uh, and, but all I can say is uh, 
to the folks who are handling these individuals in their in their media and things like that. Let us not forget about the home team. Uh, Justin Pearson is a representative of Shelby County, Tennessee, uh, of which Memphis is a part of. Uh, and, uh, you know, uh, they should be made available uh, to those of us uh, locally, uh, you know, who might want to hear uh, about uh, you know, what what his what his, uh, you know, what his concerns are uh, and, and how he's feeling about things. I realize it's a busy time. I realize, like I said, everybody's throwing mics in their face from all over and everything else. But let us let us try to remember uh, that, uh, you know, they represent he represents uh, Shelby County. And he represents about 75, 76,000 people here. Uh, so it would be nice if uh, some of the local media in town uh, was able to uh, grab him uh, for a few minutes as well. Now, I'm just, I, look, this, <laughs> this is me, all right? I just, I, I, I have to say what I think because it's important. I mean, he represents this community. So this community uh, should have, you know, a first opportunity to be able to have a chance to really sit down and talk with him instead of talking with other people who are around him or surrounding him or like who were in the Capitol that day when all this went on, which is their voice is important, but his voice is the most important. So whom, who's ever listening to this right now, if anybody's listening to it, uh, who has, uh, you know, any reference to his camp, so to speak, uh, you know, you might want to pass that message on. Oh, by the way, they both have retained legal counsel uh, from what I uh, am able to ascertain. Uh, they both uh, have a legal representation. Now, I guess my question is if they get reinstated um, back in their positions uh, within the, the structure of the state house, what is the, you know, why do we need, you know, legal representation? Because uh, this is about being removed from a seat that you were elected to and being put back in the seat that you were elected for. So anyway, I, I don't know everything, and I, I'll just have to kind of sit back and wait and uh, see how all of this breaks up. So I talked about uh, the uh, terrible incident uh, in Louisville, Kentucky uh, today. Uh, in, some, in some lighter news, uh, I'll just say that your Memphis Grizzlies uh, are about to uh, be in the playoffs. The basketball season, the regular season is basically over now. There's a couple of playing games, uh, one of which uh, does involve uh, the Grizzlies uh, between the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Los Angeles Lakers. Uh, so whoever wins that game tomorrow night will be the playing game, and that will be who I believe who the Grizzlies will play uh, on Sunday. Uh, if uh, you remember last year, they played the Minnesota Timberwolves, and that was a very contentious uh, series that uh, the Grizzlies end up winning. Uh, so we shall see uh, what happens with these playoff playing games and, and uh, you know, finally see the Grizzlies have about a week off uh, to rest up. And I believe their first game uh, in the playoff series uh, is Sunday. So uh, just as I sort of kind of thought, uh, I don't know if Joe, if Joe uh, is going to be with me uh, or not tonight uh, because of the busyness of the house. So what I'm going to do, Brent, is I'm, we're going to take a commercial break. We're going to commercial break and we're going to, uh, wait and see if uh, Joe does check in, and if he doesn't, uh, we will carry on this fine piece of radio broadcasting on this beautiful Monday evening. I am Chip. This is Real Talk Memphis. You know who you are. We'll take a quick break, and we'll be right back.
If you like Real Talk, here's a way you can get involved. Do you have a show topic idea or suggestion? Want to be considered a guest or have a guest idea? Then send Chip a message on his Real Talk show page and you can be a part of the Real Talk experience. So as he always says, go out and tell somebody. We'll be right back. WYXR is supported by the Orpheum Theatre Group presenting summer camps. Whether your child loves the spotlight or thrives in camaraderie and creativity that theatre provides, the Orpheum has a way for them to shine this summer. Orpheum summer camps include Arts Explore, Camp Collaborate, Story Lab, and more for grades 3 through 12 and recent high school graduates. More information at orpheum-memphis.com camps. WYXR is supported by the On Stage at the Halloran Center 2022-2023 season, which continues in downtown Memphis. Experience live entertainment with music, magic, and more, including the return of Orchestra Unplugged and the Songwriter Series events. More information and the full lineup at orpheum-memphis.com slash onstage. Hey, I'm Will from Crosstown Brewing Company. We support WYXR 91.7 FM. A favorite beer is just like a favorite song. We feel something new every time we encounter them. Cheers to playing the hits and tasting the notes. Hello, Memphis. Urban Earth is a proud supporter of WYXR 91.7 FM. On Saturday, April 29th, Urban Earth is hosting our annual Flickr Fest, which will feature live music by Jeff Hewlett and Devil Train. We'll also have multiple food trucks, beer from Crosstown Brewery, and activities for kids and adults alike. The festival will be held at 80 Flicker Street under the Union Avenue Viaduct in Midtown. More information at urbanearthmemphis.com. Get Real Talk on the TuneIn mobile app under WYXR, and he's now streaming live on Facebook. And you can also catch a rebroadcast on YouTube. Just put WYXR in the search box and hit subscribe. Now back to more Real Talk with Chip Washington. And welcome back to Real Talk Memphis on this Monday evening. Uh, Chip here, and uh, of course uh, we're waiting for uh, our guest. Now, I to be honest, I, I uh, even though I did talk to Joe Towns earlier today, uh, and uh, you know he said he would uh, try to join me uh, I, again. The the session uh, kicked up again this evening at five o'clock, and I and I know it's generally a busy time, and I would imagine uh, that uh, now that uh, one of the uh, uh, Tennessee three uh, has uh, been reinstated. Uh, maybe there's some excitement surrounding that, but that's okay because I look I look up on the screen and I do see uh, that I had uh, trying to figure out which guest that is. It is there, okay. So we're going to move ahead uh, and we're going to talk a little bit about this uh, with uh, our county commissioner. Uh, she is uh, Erica Sugarman, and um, of course now uh, that uh, our friend in Nashville was reinstated. We, we were all wondering about what is going to happen with uh, Justin J. Pearson. And again, to talk to us about it during a very busy time is uh, County Commissioner Erica Sugarman. Erica, can you hear me? 
Yes, I can. Can you hear me? I hear you. I got you great. Look, it's great to see you again, and uh, thanks for coming on the show. Uh, there's a lot to talk about, but I guess first things first, uh, what was your initial reaction uh, when you uh, found out uh, what the State House did uh, to our elected officials uh, last Thursday? Um, I was not surprised. Um, they have, they're bullies. This is say is that they're bullies. They've been bullying um, Shelby County as well as Davidson County for years. As soon as, for example, we passed the ordinance for reparations before the ink could even dry, they passed a law stating we could not use state money for the reparations. And so they're watching us. And so again, I'm not surprised how brazen they are. Um, and it's gonna get worse because they can do it. They're not gonna do the right thing. And so we have to hold them accountable. And that just goes to show you the people, voters have to vote. We yeah. have to vote. Yeah. We cannot be afraid. We gotta stand. We've gotta stand and fight for what's right. So now, uh, once all this news broke and, uh, you know, really kind of took over the, the, the entire consciousness of the country, one of the things that was said, and I believe it was uh, attributed to you initially, is that uh, they would, they meaning the state house, would uh, probably try to hold it against us as they have in the past from the budget uh, perspective. Uh, uh, we're looking at what, 375 million for various projects and things like that. And I don't know if you heard it from someone or you or you felt it or something, but they started going around that, you know what, since they, if they, if they had to reinstate uh, these two individuals, in particular, Justin uh, Pearson from here, that they would withhold funding. Did I get that correct? Correct. And the project they're talking about is FedEx Forum. Um, it's $350 million for, um, to renovating FedEx Forum. And so this initiative was established by um, Mayor Strickland. And he was the one that was calling, calling the chair, you know, trying to have conversations about what they're going to do, rather than sticking up for Memphians and saying, look, we have a deal. You said you're going to give us $350 million for renovations. Mm -hmm. Not only that, they also promised between $350 to $500 million for, for Regional One. We have to replace Regional One. It is a number one trauma center. Also, the fact that 55 counties um, out of the 95 youth regional one. And so the, the conversations we would have with lawmakers prior to um, Pearson was, look, we're going to give you all the $350 million for FedEx Forum. Then next year, we'll give you additional money, $350 to $500 million for regional one. Now, having said that, we're watching the budget because if they do, we're going to come back. And we're going to come back even stronger because they keep taking money away. They don't give us money. For example, I'll give you another example. Mm -hmm. We went to D.C. and we wanted money for broadband. And so the legislators that we spoke with, um, Kustoff's office, um, uh, you know, Corn's office, all these different, you know, legislators at the federal level we spoke with. Mm -hmm. And they said, we're going to give Tennessee... $1.4 billion mm. for broadband. Guess how much they're giving Davidson County and Shelby County? How much? Zero. Wow. 
So, so we, we all know, uh, any of us who's been around here for a while, uh, that uh, there is no love lost between uh, the folks up at the State House uh, and Memphis and Shelby County. I mean, this, is, this has happened before, uh, $250 million or whatever it was for the bicentennial uh, back in 2018. They, uh, for something that happened uh, that went against their will, they withheld that money. So they can clearly do this, uh, and, and you all are, are, are cautiously optimistic in terms of, uh, uh, depending on what happens with Justin Pearson, that we won't see a, a repeat of this? Well, the whole world is watching. And so what they're doing is giving a playbook for other states to follow, such as Texas and Florida and Mississippi. Now, also recall what they're doing in Mississippi. They have basically starved Jackson of resources and funding for years. Right. You know, like trying to help them clean the waters. And nope, that's your responsibility. Then they turn around and say, look, we're going to take you guys over because you don't know how to manage the resources. Right. That's the same type of playbook they're trying to play here. Starving us of the resources so they can reach and grab the county seats, the city seats, the clerk seats. We know what they're doing, but now that we have a spotlight on what they're doing, they kind of, you know, bow down and went, take cover. Yeah. Having said that, this all goes back to gerrymandering. It all goes back to gerrymandering. They're going to have to, at the federal level, do something because it's not just Tennessee. It's where you have strong um, super majorities, uh, Republicans, and you have areas like um, Shelby County and Davis County were blue. They're starving us. You know, it's a tactic. And we're not going to take it anymore. You know, we have these millennials, Gen Z's, you know, who are ready to fight. Yeah. And I, we're, we're here in Shelby County. We're going to support them and we're going to fight along with them. So let's talk about uh, what happens next uh, in reference to uh, Justin J. Pearson. Uh, you all now uh, are going to be meeting uh, day after tomorrow uh, to uh, talk about uh, some things in reference to it. Exactly. Is that going to be setting a vote? Are you going to vote that day? Are you going to discuss it? What, what, what's next here? We're going to vote. Oh, okay. Okay. We're going to vote. Okay. And we expect a large turnout. And we're going to send that young man right back to the state. Mm-hmm. Uh, people are saying that at this point, he really you know, needs to be at the a national level. And if y'all heard him speak, oh, my God, he's awesome. Yeah. And so he's got a very bright future. But right now, we need him here. We need him in Tennessee. So I'm hoping that he'll stay here a little bit longer. Uh, do you have to have, uh, is, is it just a majority, Erica, of, of the board that has to that vote in the affirmative? Because I was hearing that there might, there were a couple of, there were polling earlier, and there were a couple of maybe two or three that weren't quite sure as to how they were going to vote. Yes, we have to have a majority. That means seven. Okay. Um, and so um, people have been telling me, you know, we've got our seven, so we're going to see. Um, I think that at this point in time that we all, the even the Republicans, you know, if, if, if they vote against them, they're voting against their, the constituents here in Shelby County. And they're just holding the party line. And I'm so sick of it because time and time again, Republicans hurt themselves as well. But I want to be also mindful that a lot, we've got over 6,000 emails from people. They're not just Democrats. They're not just Republicans. They're libertarians. They're everybody from all walks of life saying support this young man. Send him back, you know, and that's what it's about. 
Yeah. Also, I want to say this real quickly. Go ahead. Because, because you know, in Tennessee, we decided to, well, I'm not going to say we, the state legislature decided to forego Medicaid expansion because that was initiated by President Obama. And so that's ridiculous because we have so many people that need it here. And as a result of our state legislators not getting Medicaid expansion in the rural areas, we had a lot of hospitals to close down. Mm -hmm. You know, that's how ruthless these individuals are. They're very selfish, very self-centered. They don't care about Republicans, Democrats, Libertarians, the working class. They don't care. It's about power and control. Yeah. Uh, I want to shift gears uh, for a minute and talk about uh, a couple of other issues, uh, if I might. One of the biggest uh, is uh, the uh, Shelby County Clerk's Office and uh, Wanda Halbert. Now, you all uh, have uh, uh, voted to assign her a, a special assistant uh, to try to uh, kind of oversee things and maybe help out uh, in some areas uh, that would improve uh, the customer uh, you know, relations aspect of all of this. You've been very outspoken about, you know, this is taking way too long. Uh, so what was the thinking behind, uh, you know, having Janet Hooks, uh, you know, be a part uh, of this office? And, and what are you looking uh, to see uh, with all of this? Okay, so her role is a special advisor to um, Clark Halbert mm -hmm. so that she can go ahead and open up Riverdale, uh, to find a place, a location for Poplar Highland, to open up uh, a place in Germantown and Whitehaven, where places where they have been cl closed under her watch, um, to get these lines down so there are no lines. And so she, we, we've given her 90 days starting today, because Janet Hooks starts today. Okay. So to be fair to both of them, they have 90 days. So July 10th, if all these things haven't happened, then the commissioners have to reassess the whole situation. What does that mean when you say I, we have to reassess now? Because from what I'm to understand, uh, because she is an elected official, it's going to be very difficult to try to remove her as uh, one of your uh, one of your colleagues has suggested and as has been suggested by other people. Well, there's some colleagues who are grumbling about having uh, the voters decide. In other words, um, to have a, a referendum on the October 5th, asking for a recall. And a recall is a, a special election. Um, and then it's all the voters that can take her out, not the commissioners. We can give her the support and everything that she needs, but she's got to also step up to the plate. And we're very hopeful that is what's gonna happen so that the commissioners who are rumbling about doing that will just go ahead and say, well, you know, she's doing what we asked her to do, so, you know, that's, Fine. So as we uh, we're in budget season now, and uh, I know that you all are, are, are pretty busy, about to get busier. What are some of the uh, issues or concerns or or, or, or other things that uh, you're looking for as this year moves on? Projects that other things that you want to see uh, handled uh, in this particular session. Well, housing that's a huge issue. Um, in Shelby County, every for the past year or two, there have been 28,000 evictions. In Shelby County schools, there are 2,500 students who are considered homeless 
but been identified as being homeless. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so that's a huge issue. And there's a correlation between poverty and crime. So we've got to work on the housing issue. Um, people cannot afford their rents. They're doubling up with family members. Um, some people are going to shelters, apartments, living in cars. That's, we're in a housing crisis here in Shelby County. And so those are some of the things that we're gonna be looking at in our particular districts, as well as crime. Um, in my particular district, um, I'm focusing on homelessness as well as um, job creation, um, this small businesses, um, economic development, things of that nature. Also infrastructure. Uh, we have some really bad roads in um, District 12. So those are some of the things that I'm looking at yeah. as well as some of the other commissioners, crime and housing. Uh, we're getting ready to open up what's called a housing stability um, pilot program. Okay. And, and the idea is to help support people who, for example, living in a place where the landlord won't fix the, um, the issues, the problems. And so bringing them both into the court and Judge Henderson will reside and try to mitigate everything before it goes to court. It's going to be pre-litigation. Mm. And the idea is to um, uh, have data so that the following year, we can ask the state for a housing docket or housing courts. They have it in Davidson County and they have it in other states as well. So we, I've been working with Judge Henderson on that as well. This sounds like uh, there's a lot of work to do uh, and there's a lot of uh, challenges that we need to uh, take care of. Uh, but uh, Erica Sugarman, uh, County Commissioner Erica Sugarman, thank you so much for taking time. I know you're busy uh, and uh, we look forward to seeing what Wednesday brings and even beyond that. Thank you for your time this evening. I appreciate it. And thank you so much. Right. Anytime. Take care. Talk to you soon. So, no so you got a good, uh, you got a good, if you were listening, you got a good read on exactly what is happening. Uh, Erica said that on Wednesday, they are looking to vote. They are looking to vote uh, to uh, return Justin J. Pearson back to his uh, seat, back to his place uh, in the State House uh, in Nashville. That should happen uh, sometime mo Monday. They need, a, I mean, uh, on Wednesday, rather, excuse me. Uh, they need a majority, which is seven votes. She feels like uh, they have the seven votes. So. We look forward to uh, to uh, seeing uh, how all that uh, unfolds uh, as well. So uh, very happy to have her with us. And before uh, I go to break, I uh, just want I always want to acknowledge uh, the folks who are watching. This Facebook Live deal is starting to become, you know, uh, rather popular. And I and I really appreciate you all. I see Michael Harris, uh, Marcella Dickerson, Sarah Gum. Hey, Sarah. Uh, my brother Michael Washington is checking in from Los Angeles, California. Uh, also. Uh, big Drill, uh, Mandrell McLaughlin is checking us out uh, as well. Let's see who else is there. Well, you know, I, I had to reset this thing. But uh, uh, Trace Shaw, I see you as well, my friend. GKP, I see you, my friend. So listen, thank you all so much uh, for, for taking the time to uh, support the show, watch the show, check in uh, on the show. We're going to take our final break of the uh, hour, and when we come back, we're going to talk about those doggone pesky predatory payday lenders. This is Real Talk Memphis. I'm Chip. We'll be right back.
If you like Real Talk, here's a way you can get involved. Do you have a show topic idea or suggestion? Want to be considered a guest or have a guest idea? Then send Chip a message on his Real Talk show page and you can be a part of the Real Talk experience. So as he always says, go out and tell somebody. We'll be right back. At WIXR, we are committed to uplifting local organizations and businesses who are making an impact in Memphis. If you are looking for ways to spread the word about your business on air and want to support WIXR at the same time, email us at sponsorships at WIXR.org. WIXR is supported by Shell Days Music Festival, presented by Mempho, April 21st and 22nd at Overton Park Shell. Shell Days will feature two days of music with Trampled by Turtles, Southern Avenue, Leftover Salmon, Neil Francis, Paul Thorne, and Bailey Bigger. More information at memphopresents.com. You're listening. But are you in the know? The WYXR Weekly Newsletter is the best source for keeping up with events at WYXR, whether they are happening on our airwaves, behind the scenes, or out in the community. Log on to newsletter.wyxr.org to sign up for our mailing list and keep yourself in the loop. Can't find your radio? Maybe you're out of town and missing that Memphis feeling? WYXR can go with you wherever you travel with our mobile app for Android and Apple. Listen live or explore our archive and keep up to date with notifications. Download in your mobile app store by searching WIXR radio app or visit WIXR.org for more information. Get Real Talk on the TuneIn mobile app under WYXR, and he's now streaming live on Facebook. And you can also catch a rebroadcast on YouTube. Just put WYXR in the search box and hit subscribe. Now back to more Real Talk with Chip Washington. And hello, friends. Welcome back to Real Talk Memphis on this Monday evening. And, you know, we talked about this at the very beginning uh, of the show. One of the things uh, that uh, Memphis and even probably Tennessee is is known for, not in a good way, uh, is uh, predatory payday lending. It is a huge, huge problem uh, in our state uh, and in our city and our county. Uh, and, uh, you know, these places that charge you, you know, for, you know, you know, giving you some money in advance and things. And I'm, I'm, I'm to understand up to some of them charge you up to more than 400 percent interest on penny loans. And so I, I, I just had to have this conversation uh, with my next guest. He is Travis Moody. And Travis is the founder, uh, president and CEO of Forward Memphis, and he is here to help you uh, if you fall into that category. Travis, welcome to Real Talk. It's good to have you. Thanks, Chip. I appreciate you having me on. So uh, kind of lay all this out uh, for for us, if you will, in the beginning, kind of uh, a good definition of what this predatory payday lending situation is and why uh, you decided it was important enough to start Forward Memphis. Yeah, good question. So so Forward Memphis, we're we're providing a, a way out for people who are in predatory lending. And, and what we're, we're doing that is by money coaching, we meet with them and create a, a sustainable plan 
and provide access to uh, up to $5,000 in emergency financial assistance. So th the reason why people get in it is uh, half of Memphis scores under 633 on, on in their credit score. Mm -hmm. And half of Memphis has less than $400 saved for emergency. Oh, wow. So if you run into that situation and then you have an emergency, you can't get a bank loan. And so you're forced into these uh, predatory loans that are charging up to 459% interest. And there's no regulation. Clearly, there's no regulation on this. They can charge uh, as much as they want in terms of interest? No, the, the regulation in the state of Tennessee is they can't, the, the limit is 459%. Good. So they go up as high as they can, uh, as close right. to that number as right. possible. Because typically a credit card, you're only paying 25, 26% at the most. Mm -hmm. this, this is far worse than a credit card. And, and typically we, they're predatory because they're not in every community. They're not in Germantown and Carnival. Oh, okay. Those are in where I grew up. They're in South Memphis and Whitehaven and Hickory Hill. So they're targeted. They're specifically targeted to a certain population and a certain audience is what you're saying, correct? Yes, they're targeting people who, who are under financial distress. Now let's talk about the, the, this, uh, this credit uh, rating number that you talked about. Uh, mm -hmm. 600 or so. Now that doesn't, in, in terms of the world of of uh, of, uh, of of credit, uh, that is what that's below good. I mean, what 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 where, where does that yes. fall? Where, where does that fall? Well, okay, so 633 is is bad, and you can't get a loan for under six, probably 70, and a good uh, again, good credit would be over 720. Is good credit? Okay. Uh, there's an organization that uh, did this survey of all of the major cities and how well they manage money. And Memphis was out of the top 66 cities, Memphis was number 66. So we're not faring well when it comes to how we manage money. So uh, talk to me a little bit about Forward Memphis. How long have you all been in existence? And really, uh, I, I like the fact that I, I saw your video and I like the fact that you're really in, in business to help folks uh, get their financial footing. Uh, get on a good track uh, in moving forward, but 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 tell me a little bit about the or, origin of your, your your organization. Yeah, so you know I'm I'm originally from Memphis. This is my hometown. I'm, I'm a proud graduate of Hamilton High School here in Memphis. All right, but I I spent most of my career in the in the corporate world outside of Memphis. I I went to college at Georgia Tech, became an engineer, worked uh, in the corporate world, did an MBA at Duke, and and um, and so I spent most of my time in the corporate world and. Um, after I wrote a book, I, I wrote a book in 2006, really sharing our personal story, how we paid off over a hundred thousand dollars in debt. Mm. And, uh, and I, it was, and it was a personal struggle, but after I wrote that book, I really felt a calling to come back to Memphis to help other people who were struggling financially. You know, that, that, so when people, uh, look you up or, 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 or find out about you or talk to you you're coming to them from a very genuine place. This is not something that you just kind of came, just dropped out of the sky. You live this, you went through right. this struggle, you went through this financial issue and you built yourself back up. Uh, how right. important is that to the success of what you're trying to do today? Well, it, it helps me to understand where people are coming from and why people make some of the decisions that they make. Mm -hmm. So when we, you know, I came back here after I wrote that first book and I left the corporate world and and really just been helping through serving through churches, nonprofits. Um, I, I, uh, I serve at the, uh, the Life Church, I then started helping other churches and really decided to 
uh, as I go into, especially when I go into uh, a black church, a, a, black, a church in, in the black community, mm -hmm. those churches are surrounded by these predatory loans. Uh, I don't see it when I go into a church in Carrierville. And, and so I really just felt, man, we need to do something to help our people. And I wanted to be a part of that. So this is a nonprofit organization to, oh. to help financially. Okay, so um, what are some of the biggest challenges uh, when folks come to you for help uh, in, in terms of what kind of advice you give them, uh, what, what are some of the challenges that you face in terms of uh, folks uh, understanding what they need to do but not necessarily wanting to do what they have to do? Right. Yeah, that's a, that's a great question because so when we started this thing, I went to, um, you know, we, we shared a vision for ending predatory lending. And so we started talking to, uh, we have partners like First Horizon, Hope Credit Union, Agape, and all of us are kind of working in this space, Rise Foundation, all of us work in that space. Mm -hmm. uh, but we wanted to put something together to not just hand, hand money out to people. We wanted to give resources, but we wanted to have it where it was sustainable. So here's the biggest challenge is that, uh, so people who meet with us and go through our process can get up to $5,000, access up to $5,000 to wipe out, you know, to help them financially. Okay. But many people, you know, it's not just giving them a check, it's giving them a plan. So a plan could be that they, they cut out cable. You know, if you got a $180 cable bill, we may say you can't pay that. Or if you have a $800 furniture payment every month, we may say you got to get rid of that. And uh, so that's the biggest challenge is some people, uh, they want the freedom but not willing to do what it takes to be free. So you put them on a plan, and generally, is there a time frame uh, involved in that, or does it depend on how much money they borrow, or, or how does that work exactly? No, so we uh, we pretty much we do a short term plan. We think of us like the uh, the emergency room. When people come to us, we want to get them back on their feet, and we have partners that can coach them long term. But typically, we're we're helping people make a we're making a decision within weeks or days. Hmm. So, I mean, so this is obviously something that, 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 that is a, you know, very needed, uh, has been for, for a very long time. I guess I'm just struck with uh, the, the notion of, 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 of having to pay so much in interest, you know, as you say, for a penny loan. But there are people in this, I mean, you, you grew up here. You, you know what Memphis and, and Shelby County is all about. We have a very high poverty rate here. Economics uh, is, a, is a very major and touchy subject around here, is it not? Yeah, so the, um, it is. And the issue, uh, Chip, is not as, not as much about a lack of income. It's because uh, everyone that has a payday loan, they, they have a job. Mm -hmm. And the, the typical person who has a payday loan, their, their income is somewhere between forty dollars and $75,000 a year. Really? Right. So okay. most of them are like, like there's a nurse who came to us recently that, um, I mean, she had gotten a divorce, she had some sickness and she, she earned, earns a decent income, but now she's about to lose her home because she hadn't, she didn't have enough money to, to keep up. And so she went to a payday loan to get a thousand dollars because she's short. And the problem is if you don't have that thousand dollars to pay back in two weeks, then you have to renew it. And so now you paid another fee and you keep, most people pay, have a payday loan for about a year. And so if you're paying a, $150 every two weeks for a year, that's about $3,000 that you paid. And that's, you steal $4,000. That's incredible. That, that, that's absolutely incredible. 
Uh, so, uh, Travis, if folks uh, want to uh, contact you uh, and uh, utilize your services, give them all that, uh, com- uh, that uh, contact information, please, sir. Yes, you can contact us at forwardmemphis.com, forwardmemphis.com. Well, listen, uh, you have provided us with some, uh, I mean, I, this is eye-opening information, uh, you know, in terms of this, uh, not, not to a lot of people who are out there struggling and, and trying to make ends meet and the whole thing, but it's nice to know that uh, there is an organization uh, like yours that is here to truly help people. And I'm sure that you have uh, probably a whole wall of success stories. And it's got to make you, before you get out of here, it's got to make you feel good. Uh, when you do take on a new client and you do help them through a process and get them back on the right course. Right, right. Yeah, so we were, last year, we were able to work through one of our partners, Agape, and provided $84,000 to to 34 families. And that helped. I mean, it's not just giving those families check. It's it's changing those family dynamics. Exactly. Changing their lives. Well, Travis Moody, thank you, man, for for coming on the show tonight and, uh, you know, educating our audience. I really appreciate you. uh, And uh, you're always welcome back. Uh, Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. I appreciate you. All right, man. Thank you. So, ladies and gentlemen, that puts a wrap on the broadcast tonight. Uh, You know, I I, I think that, uh, you know, in terms of of, uh, our guests, sometimes uh, they, they, they get a little tied up. Uh, and Joe Towns, of course, uh, you know, is busy up at the state house. Uh, but again, if you did not hear uh, uh, Joe, uh, I'm sorry, Justin Jones uh, was reinstated this afternoon uh, in Nashville. So he is uh, back in the house. Justin J. Pearson, according to our county commissioner, Erica Sugarman, uh, will, they will vote on uh, his uh, uh, reinstatement uh, this Wednesday. Uh, so I'm sure that there will be a lot of people, as uh, as she said earlier, there'll be a big crowd uh, of support, uh, you know, to uh, enjoying him back where uh, he belongs. We need young people to be engaged and involved in this process, uh, this political process. The biggest problem uh, that I see is apathy among young people. They don't think it's important to vote. They don't think their vote counts. They don't think that they can be representative. Uh, the two Justins are 27 and 28 years old. That's how old they are. They're very young, powerful, dynamic, bright futures. Uh, Everyone, uh, if if you don't take anything away from this travesty that happened last week, understand the fact that your vote does matter, your vote does count, and your vote is important. You need to go out and exercise your right to vote if you want to change the status quo. You need to do something about that. And you have the power of the polls to be able to do it. We need voices like the two Justins uh, in that state house to keep those boys honest. And let me tell you something, every last one of those people on the Republican side in particular are going to be up for reelection at some point or another in their representative districts. Let this hopefully be a lesson uh, to them that you know you just can't go pushing folks around. Uh, just because you feel like you can do it. Because, uh, you know, there's the old expression that says, uh, if you don't pay me now, you'll pay me later. Uh, And, uh, you know, it won't always be like it is now, uh, up there. Uh, So again, uh, we just have to keep pushing, we have to keep driving, and we have to keep supporting uh, our young folks. Uh, Stay behind them, support them, push them. They are examples of what we need to be and what we hopefully will see in the future. Now that I'm off my soapbox for this Monday evening, thank you. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, uh, as, as uh, Bryn plays us out, uh, for uh, giving us uh, an hour of your time 
uh, each and every week. Uh, it does not go unnoticed. Uh, I, I very much appreciate it. I truly do. Uh, we're going to continue to keep uh, banging the drum, uh, giving you information, uh, and uh, bringing the guests uh, that you want to see. And by the way, if there's a, a guest that you would uh, like to uh, see us have on the show, or uh, you know somebody that might uh, bring positive to the program, uh, you know, send them my way. I'm always willing to look and see, uh, you know, who's out there, because there may be somebody I don't know. Uh, so, you know, once again, uh, enjoy this week. Be safe. Be careful out there because there's a lot of nuts running around out here. Uh, and I want you to be safe. Uh, so as we prepare to make our leave uh, for Bren, for Nicole, and for Lola, and even her daughter Addison, who's running around here someplace, uh, I'm Chip. Thank you again uh, in all sincerity. Uh, and uh, if the Lord says so, we'll be back here same time, same station. Uh, same chair. We'll try to do it just a little bit better. By the way, next week is Pledge Week here at WYXR. You'll hear more about that as we get closer to it. Uh, so until uh, then, take care. Godspeed.